0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. So excited to have you here for today's episode all about how to write an incredible Instagram post from start to finish. So I don't know about you, but I love Instagram, I love social media, but sometimes I find it really tough to sit down and write that post that's gonna bring someone in my audience um, and convert them to wanna work with me in my business. So I'm not sure if this is something you're also going through, but in today's episode, I'm talking to Christine Bluebow. She's a copywriter and mentor who helps soulful online coaches, experts, and influencers sell out launches and sign more clients by building genuine connections with their audiences online. Christine writes sales copy for six and seven figure program launches and teaches up and coming entrepreneurs how to write their own engaging copy that wins hearts and opens wallets. That is a good point. (laughs) When she's not busy wrangling words, Christine can be found sipping green drinks, obsessing over Instagram feeds and introverting like there's no tomorrow. That sounds exactly like me too, Christine. So I am so excited to have her here because we really dig into what it looks like to write a converting Instagram post, meaning something that isn't just going online And people are saying, oh, that's nice. They're actually reading it and saying, wow, whatever that person has, I need that. It sounds like something that um, is going to help me and it really speaks to me. You know, we're talking about writing those converting posts that is moving the needle for that person. So you're going to learn how to um, craft a really irresistible headline what you're going to write in the body of your post, and then how you're going to create a call to action or ask your client or your audience to take the next step in leaving a comment, um, booking a call, um, downloading your free guide, whatever it might be. Um, It's really about creating that Instagram content that's moving the needle and is giving them purpose and intention for the post. So I'm so excited to share this episode with you. Christine has so much knowledge on all of these topics, and let's just get started and dig in with her. Hey, Christine. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: Hey, Stephanie. Um, yeah, thank, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, um, this is going to be a great
0: episode. I know I was just telling you before we started recording that anything to do with social media or Instagram or how to sell online and how to get clients online are like my most downloaded podcast episodes. So I have no doubt that this is going to be of so much value to the people in my community. Awesome. Awesome. So why don't we just get started with you telling us a little bit about who you are and what you really do in your position um, and your job to help other people with their social media and their copywriting.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I am a copywriter and also a kind of copywriting and messaging mentor. And I help online coaches, service providers, and really anyone who is running their business under a personal brand um, to create messaging that attracts their most ideal clients and helps them sell out their launches, um, sign more clients, and just kind of get themselves out there in a bigger way. Um, So... I, you know, I do done for you copy for launches for my clients. And then I also do mentorship for kind of up and coming entrepreneurs. And I focus that mentorship around social media, because there is like so much that we can do to get ourselves out there to um, share our messages in really big ways on social media that will then translate to other copies. So I love to focus there. Um, I've built my own business largely from sharing on social media. So it's something that I'm really passionate about helping other people with too. And do you
0: find that most people, well, I think most people we can say have social media, but,
1: mm-hmm. um, a lot of business owners are using it, but not to its full capacity. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think that a lot of people are spending a lot of time on social media and not getting the return on it that they could. Um, so, you know, a lot of the people who come to me, like one of their big things is like, they're spending a lot of time. They don't know what to post. So they're spending a lot more time consuming than they are creating, which isn't helping them to build their businesses. And then when they are creating, it's, it's sort of like this big question mark of, are they doing it right? Um, you know, is what they're writing, is it good enough? And like a lot of the time, the answer is kind of apparent because it isn't actually helping them to get more clients. It's kind of like busy work. And yes, they're showing up and that's great. But if it's not actually leading to, you know, people signing on with you, joining your programs, then you're definitely not using it to its full potential.
0: I feel like so many people right now are like, hiding in their caves like, oh, that sounds like me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Because I think so many of us, you're right, we spend so much time on social media. Mm -hmm. And we think we're doing productive things for our business by like being on there. But I think it can really be simplified. And I'm sure you're going to go into this more where when we're spending um, intentional time on social media, we're on there way less, but we're getting way more done.
1: Exactly. Yes. So I'm a big fan of kind of flipping the equation so that you're spending like you know, 80% of your social media time is around like creating and connecting and actually moving the needle. And, you know, closer to 20% is around consuming. Uh, Because I think, you know, just spending time on social media scrolling and like seeing what other people are doing and reading posts, a lot of times that can lead to, you know, comparison and, uh, you know, make it even harder for us to take action and move forward because we get so stuck around, seeing what other people are doing instead of just staying in our own lane and keeping our eyes on our own paper.
0: That is so true. Do you have like a rule for yourself on social media where you only fo- follow like inspirational people, no other copywriters? Like you c- do you get rid of people if it's like putting you in comparison mode?
1: Yeah, totally. So I have no, um, I-, I don't feel like I ha- like I owe anybody anything. Like I'll only be friends with or follow people who I feel like are, Um, lifting me up in some way. Um, So either it's somebody that I want to connect with potentially as a collaboration partner or someone who I think would be a great client to work with, or just, you know, people who inspire me and help me think bigger as opposed to make me feel crappy about myself or make me feel stuck or whatever. Like I'm, I have no shame around like the unfollow button. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I think it's so important because yeah, like you said, we can consume so much and then the more we're on there, the more we're consuming, the more we're, you know, looking at what everybody else is doing and what we're not doing, and then we're ready to throw in the towel and just say, "Why even bother with this mm. business? Somebody's doing it better than I am." Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'd love to just um, dig right in now to you know you helping us write and craft like an irresistible uh, Instagram post, like one that is hitting all of your your um, points, is really like putting you in the position of you know, being a business owner and selling your services, you know, one that's converting potential clients into real clients.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So I would say a couple of things. First is that like, one single Instagram post isn't going to like carry your business, you know what I mean? So um, you know, something that I teach is like sort of different types of posts, because sometimes you want to be like telling your story and other times, other times you want to be um, actually making an offer um, so there's there's those things to consider but in general uh, when you're creating any type of post there's a few things that you want to do even before you write anything and the first is that you have to you just really have to know who you're talking to um, and I think this is one of the biggest mistakes I see people making is that their content doesn't really speak to anybody in particular um, so if you if you really want to attract, the people who are going to be like the perfect fit for what you do, you have to understand who they are and you have to know what's going on in their brains. You have to know what they care about. You have to know what, um, you know, the problem that you are going to help them solve and how they're, how they are experiencing that problem in their daily life. Like you have to get really cozy with your ideal client before you really create any content, any copy, anything like that. Uh, It's the first step and really the most important thing you can do. So assuming that you do know, you know, you've, you've done the market research, you've talked to your ideal clients, you've worked with people and you know, kind of what's up with them. Um, when you actually go to create a post on Instagram, um, I'm going to be talking just about the caption today, as opposed to like the visual, I feel like that's like a whole other thing and I'm not Mm -hmm. like a graphics person so much, but, um, in terms of the caption, the first thing you want to do is focus on your headline. So in Instagram, you only get, like, you know, basically one little line of text showing um, when someone is scrolling through their feed. So those first several words need to be, like, really compelling so that someone will click that read more button to open up the rest of your post. Um, so that's really, like, the first thing you want to focus on. And One way that I really like to um, approach headlines is like when I am like scrolling through social media, I'll like if if something catches my eye to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm going to click on this to see what it's about. I'll I'll sort of make a mental note of like, what made me want to click this? Like, what did this headline say that made me want to click and open it and read more? Um, That's a really good way to come up with ideas for headlines. See what other people are doing and then kind of use it as a formula to create your own. So I'd say that is like the first and most important thing. Can I ask a question about headlines?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So do you feel like the best converting headlines, meaning like the most clickable ones or the ones that people are going to click read more for, are the polarizing ones? Mm. The ones that are making a statement?
1: I think that like... I'm a big fan of being polarizing with your content. And like, if you're listening and you're like, I don't know what that means. It's basically like saying something that you feel really strongly about that is picking a side basically. So like um, something that I teach is like coming up with kind of a list of things that you really stand strongly for and things that you stand strongly against, whether it's like in your industry, like, things that you're, you see like your clients doing a lot that you think are is a mistake or things that other people in your industry you're teaching that you disagree with or whatever it is, um, if you can create a headline that speaks strongly to whatever your opinion is around a particular topic um, having to do with, you know, with your niche in your industry, I think that that is fantastic. (laughs) Um, And it is definitely a way to grab people's attention, which is what you want to do with your headline.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what I hear you saying is like polarizing is going to be good because it's making a stand. So let's say, for example, it's somebody working with um, women with like hormone balancing issues. And maybe they're going to say, "Um, here's why I think keto is being detrimental to your hormones, like somebody that's against keto. Is that like what you would say is a polarizing headline? Absolutely.
1: Yes. Anytime that you can have an opinion about something that is, especially if it's something that's popular, like the keto diet is like everywhere right now. You hear people talking about it all the time. So if you have an opinion about something that is kind of like trending um, and you're willing to share that opinion, which I think you should be. Uh, it, yeah, it can go a long way. People will respond to that for sure.
0: Ooh, I feel like this brings up so much for people because I know for me, I'm like excited about the idea of being polarizing, but mm-hmm. being polarizing scares the crap out of
1: me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I
0: feel like people are sitting there thinking like, oh my gosh, now I need to be really visible and mm-hmm. I need to put my opinions out there and I'm actually making a really big wave. I'm not just showing up and you know doing what everybody else is doing, I'm being
1: very different. Exactly. and you you basically just made the case for it because if you're gonna show up and be just like everybody else online, you're like you're not gonna get anywhere. and that's just the way it is. There's so many people online, there's so much noise. and if you're gonna share really vanilla bland content, then you're not going to stand out and people aren't necessarily going to rally behind you because you're not standing for anything. Uh, If you want to build a community of people with similar values to you, then you need to be willing to share those values. And that's really what being polarizing is about. It's just having an opinion and sharing your opinion. Uh, If you're not willing to have an opinion, then it's going to be a lot harder for you to build a community um, and to stand out like amongst the noise Um, I'm definitely not suggesting that you need to be like, um, you know, that you need to be going against the grain just for the sake of it. Like make, like make sure these are like things that you legitimately believe in. But like, if there is something you feel strongly about, then share it. And the reality is it is kind of scary, but every time I know that I have done this and I've been like, okay, I'm just going to like put my opinion out there. Like, It gets such great response, like better response than any of my other content. And like, will some people be turned off by it? Yes. But are those people your ideal clients? Probably not. So Mm -hmm. you are as much wanting to draw in the people who agree with you as you are uh, wanting to repel the people who don't agree with you because they're not people who are going to you're going to want to work with. That makes a lot of sense. So just to recap, then
0: the headline could be polarizing. It could be a statement. It could be um, something to like really draw somebody in. It just has to be that standout thing that's going to make somebody want to click to read more. Yes, exactly. Okay. Do you have some offhand examples of some headlines that you've seen work really well? Or maybe you can even think of some um, approaches to headlines like is it usually like the five steps too, or, um, why you should be doing this? Like, is it kind of like those tabloid headlines that you see at the grocery store that are like very, like, you know, um, making a very strong statement?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, (laughs) um, (laughs) there's a reason why people are still buying like Cosmo, you know what I mean? And it's because of the stuff that it says on the cover and obviously like you need to make it your own. Um, you need to like gear it towards what it is that you do and like, give it, you know, your own spin and whatever substance that you think it needs. But like those types of headlines, like they're still around for a reason. Um, And it's because like people, people will click on them. Um, Again, like not every single headline needs to sound like it came from a Cosmo cover, but like play around with it. (laughs) Like, Practice, you know, different types of headlines. Again, you can just use what you see, um, you know, scrolling through Facebook and different articles and things pop up, BuzzFeed, you know what I mean? Like, see what they're doing with headlines, and then see how you can tweak that to make it relevant for your content. Um, One of the things that I love about social media and writing um, for Instagram, especially, is that like the posts have a relatively short shelf life. So there's a lot of room for experimentation. Like you can try something. And if it doesn't go well, okay, well, like in a couple of days, like that post is going to run through its life cycle pretty much. So then you can try something else. Um, If you notice something really working, then you can just do more of that. Um, It gives you the opportunity to really play around and try lots of different things. Mm, yeah, that
0: makes sense. I guess in a sense, like the way you're talking about this is that, um, and light bulbs are going off for me that I didn't see this before, but social media is essentially like the new blog post or the new article.
1: It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's basically, it's like a mini blog. You have fewer words, but um, you can definitely get like the point across in that small space. Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So let's use an example here because I see this all the time and this is, well, I guess I am really calling you people out that do this. I'm going to be polarizing <laughs> here. <laughs> awesome. um, but I see this all the time where somebody posts a photo of their food mm-hmm. and they say, Hey, here's what I ate today. And then they just put like the recipe. It's
1: mm-hmm.
0: great because they're giving education with a recipe and like, here's how you can make it. But it's, I find it to be a really like stagnant post. It's not really giving them Why they'd want to make it. It's not really giving them um, a call to action to even make the recipe that they're recommending. Mm -hmm. So, how could somebody like, where could we start with a headline there for a post like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many options, you guys, because like, what's the story? Is there a story behind this recipe? So, like, were you shopping for the ingredients and something happened? Um, You could tell a story about that. Does the recipe come from like your grandmother or something? And you could tell a story about that. Um, So there's like the story aspect where you could tell a story and then give the recipe. Um, You could talk about uh, if you're, you know, if you're, if like nutrition is your thing, you could talk about like, what, like something along the lines of like, what is like, this is a really great way to incorporate more, whatever into your diet. And here's why that is important. Um, you know, you could give it more of an educational spin. Um, like there's, there's a lot of options, but like, here's what I ate today. Like the reality is like, nobody really cares what you ate today. Um, (laughs) (laughs) they want, you have to make it about the person that you're writing for. Again, like I said earlier, understanding your ideal client and what's going on with them. Um, are you a weight loss coach? Is this is somebody who uh, is reading your thing? Are they worried about like, okay, is this going to work for me in my weight loss efforts? Um, so you could, you know, gear the post towards that. You always want to be keeping in mind the person who you are wanting to attract, and like, basically letting them know what's in it for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really about removing yourself from the equation altogether sure you might be still sharing stories about yourself but it's all for the client or for the potential client Mm -hmm. yes okay that makes a lot of sense um okay so we have the headline now um do you suggest that sometimes people write the post first and then go back and write the headline after they've really like flushed out like what it is they're actually talking about
1: absolutely yeah that's so there's basically two ways to do it so you could maybe you think of a a really good headline idea and then you write the post but if you're like "Mm, i don't know what the headline is going to be needs to be for this that's okay like write your post the way that you would and then go back through the post and find like the juiciest most interesting thing that you wrote and just move that up to the top and make it the headline Um, typically people will write something and it'll be like just this little gem of like a a phrase or a statement or something uh, that would make a really like a much more interesting headline than whatever the very first sentence that you wrote was. Um, So yeah, you can totally do that. Okay. That makes
0: sense. And then I guess also making it specific. So um, I just want to use a personal example. I had um, my personal coach actually went through and did a social media audit for me recently. And she went back and looked at some of my um, Instagram posts and my headlines. And she pointed out that sometimes I'm saying things like, um, the biggest thing holding you back right now is dot, 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 and going into my, my whole story. And what she said is, Um, sure. That's maybe somebody wants to read that it's, you know, engaging. Um, somebody wants to know what's holding them back, but I'm not being specific about my, my clients, my ideal clients. So for me, it's, you know, people trying to build their nutrition business, Mm -hmm. but if somebody was scrolling on a hashtag for nutrition or nutrition business and saw that they're not even really going to know what I'm talking about.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So how could we make that a little bit more specific? Yeah,
1: totally. Cause like when you said that the very first thing, that came into my mind was like holding you back from what? Um, So like, there's different things that you could do, but basically you could say like um, the number one thing holding you back from building a six figure nutrition business or um, the uh, thing that's, that's what comes to mind immediately is just making it like telling them what, like what you're explaining that they're being held back from. So then you're addressing the desire that they have. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's like a quick example.
0: Yeah. I mean, that even made it a lot better <laughs> just mm-hmm. that quick addition. So, um, maybe if somebody's working with a weight loss client and they're using the same method of, you know, the number one thing holding you back from losing weight is,
1: but mm-hmm. can they get even more specific, like, like losing dropping five pounds or yeah, Oh, yeah, no, it's totally fine. Yeah, so you can definitely get more specific. So like losing weight is your client's goal. But what is it? What is their specific goal? Because, you know, if you're a weight loss coach, maybe you help like women who really just want to like lose those last 10 pounds kind of thing. Or maybe you help women who are um, trying to lose baby weight, or maybe you help people who are trying to lose like significant amounts of weight. So like being able to speak to that again, it narrows the focus to your specific ideal client. So like the number one thing holding you back from losing the baby weight, or the number one thing holding you back from like, um, uh, what were the examples that we used? I just forgot. Um, <laughs> oh,
0: losing the 10 from, pounds. Yeah,
1: losing the last 10 pounds or yeah. like, um, you know, fitting back into your skinny jeans, or whatever it is, like speak to the use the specific language that your ideal client has in their brain.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because that's if that's me sitting there, wanting someone to help me with this, that's what I really want is to be able to fit back into my jeans or lose a 10 pounds, not just know what the mindset block is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's important, but it's not really engaging me to be like, that's exactly what I'm feeling is in my way right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's really helpful. I think um, for, for everybody out there, having those tangibles of like, what can this actually look like? And just like Christine said, it's trying things out. It's, you know... Um, seeing this as a testing model to see what's working, what people are being engaged with, what people are commenting on, and then changing your focus or direction if that doesn't seem to be converting—is that what you would
1: recommend? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think again, like one one social media post is not going to necessarily have like the make or break effect on your business. This is something that has to be gauged kind of over time. So kind of keep that in mind. If one post, you're like, oh my gosh, like this one got fewer likes, or this one didn't get any comments, or like, I talked about my offer and like nobody responded. That doesn't mean that like you failed, or the post wasn't good or anything like that. There's so many factors that could come into play. It's like over, you know, three months if you're posting and it's not having any impact. Like that's how you can kind of tell. Um, And then like on the, you know, on the micro level, like, oh, okay. Like lots of people responded to this like polarizing idea that I shared or whatever. Um, But yeah. So just keep that in mind.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So we have the headline now. We're pretty clear on what that can look like. What is Mm -hmm. the next thing we need to do um, in terms of writing the post?
1: Yeah. So, um, I would say the next thing you really want to do is and this is probably goes back to even before you start writing your post is really like, what's the goal? Like, what do you, what are you wanting people to do um, after they read this post? Uh, Like understanding what you want to like send people to what you want them, how you want them to interact or what you want them to do is really important. Um, so like, you know, is your goal to get someone to sign up for your email list? Is it to um, just have them comment so you can start a conversation? Do you want people to like um, uh, DM you to learn more about like your offer? Like think about what your goal, your the goal in your business is right now, um, because that's going to steer the direction of your content. Um, and then, you know, kind of once you're there, like you're, you basically you're, you're writing your post, you've got your headline. Now you, you know, you want to actually like create the post. Um, And like, I mean, this could go in so many ways. But I would say a general rule of thumb is that regardless of what you are sharing, whether it's a story, whether it's tips, whether it's a recipe, um, focus, like we said, on your ideal client, so even if you're, let's say you're telling a story about yourself, make sure you flip it around and then give them, give your people, your ideal person um, some insight or some kind of tip or something that they can apply for themselves. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, okay. So let's say, again, it's like for, to lose like, 10 pounds, you know, we lost example. So you wanted to share a story about how you lost Mm 10 pounds. Would you really write it kind of like a blog post where it's, um, you know, here's my story, here's what happened, and just like talking all about your experience? Or would you kind of write one line that's like, "Um, I know what it's like to try all the diets and to do all the things, nothing's working, and all you want to do is lose 10 pounds? Like, do you Like, is that something that you felt as well? Like, should you be constantly saying something and then reflecting it back to them to see if they're on board?
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, you can definitely sort of turn it back to them throughout your content um, to sort of be like, you know, this is, this is what I went through. Can you relate? This is what I learned. This is how you can apply this to your situation, or this is, you know, what you can learn from my experience, or the mistakes that I made, or whatever. Um, whether or not you are doing that, can I relate type thing throughout your post? You definitely need to, like I said, flip it, flip your, flip it away from you, and point the lens back to them, and give them something tangible, whether it's a tip, some kind of inspiration. Uh, something that they can apply, or a lesson that they can learn, um, you always want to flip it back to them. You can also make your whole post about your ideal client, it doesn't have to be about you at all. That's another Mm -hmm. option. But um, just make sure that when you are telling your personal stories, or things like that, that you then be like, you know what, and um, this is what happened. This is what I learned. And now here's here's what you can do, or here's what you can um, learn from what I did, uh, you know, just to make sure you're still speaking to those people that you want to call in.
0: Mm, Okay, so what I'm hearing you say is like, there's a clear difference between just sharing for sharing's sake, or sharing intentionally with a takeaway at the end.
1: Exactly, exactly. That takeaway at the end, being intentional. And the reality is, you can take anything from your life, and turn it into a lesson for your people. So you can tell a story about literally anything, and then be like, here's a lesson, you know, and here's what you can do, or here's like a tip or whatever, you can do that with anything. Um, When you're intentional that way, like that's really what establishes you as like a thought leader and someone who is um, just a leader in general, that you know, is an expert and that people can look up to and that, you know, people want to follow and learn from. So like, that's the difference between sharing just to share and sharing, like you said, with intention, with a takeaway, in a way that like inspires people and actually helps you grow your business.
0: Yeah, that is so important. And I see this all the time, when I start working with someone where they're sharing so much, and they're saying, you know, I'm online, and people are saying I'm inspirational, and they love what I'm sharing, but they're not converting to a client.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: I find that a lot of the time, it's because they're not telling that person how to apply the information, um, Mm -hmm. or giving them that educational aspect, which, you know, I at least teach that At the beginning, you need to be educating your audience, like um, as one of the number one things you're doing, like education first. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, as you go on, it can be more inspirational, but we don't want to always be an inspiration. And then that's not going to convert to, you know, money in your pocket or clients um, on your roster. So honestly, just remembering that there has to be a purpose behind the post.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think another reason why a lot of people, especially women, don't convert from social media is that um, they're not actually making offers. They're not actually talking about their programs. They're just sharing recipes or stories or whatever. Um, And, you know, especially like if you've been online for a while and you've been doing a lot of sharing, um, like go back through and see how often you're actually saying like, hey, this is my program. This is, you know, the benefit of my program. This is the results you can get, you know, comment below to learn more or send me a message. If you want to learn more about it, like think, like see how many times you have actually done that because most of the time um, it's not enough. Uh, And I think that goes to a thing where everybody's sort of afraid of being like salesy or pushy. Uh, But the reality is if you, Like, you're running a business, and if you want to use social media to actually make sales, then you have to make offers.
0: Yeah, it's so true. I'm here, like, shaking my head up and down, like, yes, 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 to everything (laughs) you're saying. Because, you know, what the worst thing in the world would be having the best headline, having really good content, maybe sharing a lesson or sharing a teaching point, and then just leaving that person to have to reach out to make the next step on their own. And I really like to um, remind my clients that it's all about making an invitation. And mm-hmm. you know the power is really in the invitation because some people might be at the place where they're like, oh my gosh, yes, this is all so good. I need this. But if you're not actually communicating what it is you can do to help them, well, you've lost the sale or you've lost the potential client. So um, what comes up next for me is like, how do we cap off the end of the post? We have the headline, we have the body, Um, what is at the end to actually invite them in or draw them in to like make a next step with us?
1: Yeah. I mean, so it's the call to action. So, and this kind of goes back to what I was talking about where like before you write the post or as you're writing the post, you want to be thinking about what your goal is. So let's say you're in an enrollment period for your coaching program or your wellness program or whatever it is that you run, um, then you're gonna be wanting to make offers pretty regularly. Um, So like you might have a call to action, you might have a post where you're actually describing your offer and the benefits of it, and then you would wanna say something like, you know, comment below if you wanna learn more. It can be that simple. Um, Share your favorite emoji if this speaks to you and you wanna learn more about how I can help you XYZ. Um, You can ask people to send you a DM as well. But not every post that you share is going to be a direct like join my offer. Um, So you can ask people to like, you know, you share something and then you're like, Oh, okay, well, I have a, you know, seven day meal plan that you can get for free. Click the link in my profile to download that. And that's your call to action. So you can invite people to join your mailing list. Um, You can invite people just to comment. So let's say you share like, uh, three big mistakes that are holding you back from losing the last 10 pounds and you share the three mistakes. And then you can say something like, um, you know, are you making any of these mistakes? Do you feel like any of these things is holding you back? You know, write a one, two, or three in the comments and let me know which one is like your biggest struggle. Mm -hmm. And then when they comment, you can then engage with them and talk to them and find out what's going on with them. Um, you know, social media, when like done, right, is really about building relationships. So um, you want to give people a really easy, easy thing that they can do. um, So that you can get that engagement going and start building that relationship. So, you know, asking someone to like book your book a free call is not a good call to action, because it's too big of a step for people to take asking someone to put an emoji in the comments is really easy to do and people will do that. Um, so you want to focus on those really simple actions.
0: Yeah. This is something big that I've learned from you is that difference between like, I don't know if you'd call it a micro step and a macro step where like, I know for a lot of the time I was saying, you know, book your call, but if somebody's just come to your profile and they're reading your post for the first time, like they're just getting to know you, they're probably not going to want to jump on the phone with you right away. And that's where it comes back to remembering about the awareness levels. You know, people are joining your social media account um, at all different times and all different awareness um, levels. So we can't just be doing call to actions that are like asking them to take this really big step, like you said, and when they need a little bit more nourishment and just like um, asking them to even just start engaging. It has to be kind of one of those first places that you start.
1: Yep. Yep. Yes. Yes. And I would say with this method that like I teach where it is like these, you know, micro baby step actions that you're asking people to take. You also have to be willing to spend some time to engage with people. Um, because like asking people to comment, but then not engaging back with them is like, it's not serving your business. Um, so like you have to be willing to like want to get to know people Uh, You know, and if you do have a if you're, you know, an up and coming person, and your business is not like, huge yet, then, like, it's a doable thing. You know, if you have like, only like five people leaving comments on your post, like, it's not that big of a deal to go through, and, like, engage with those people, ask them more questions. Um, And remember, like, make it a conversation. Don't just be like, okay, thanks for commenting. Like, Follow up, ask a question, pretend like you're standing in a room with them at a party, you wouldn't just be like, okay, thanks. And then stop talking like you would ask questions and like, you know, um, keep the conversation going. So do the same thing with people in the comments in the DMs um, to like really get to know them hmm. Exactly. Treat them like real people.
0: I think you're mm-hmm. so right that, you know, this is social media. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. we said this on the last podcast episode, we talked about Instagram that like, a lot of the time we forget it's social, like it's supposed to be a back and forth, a community maker, a place where people go and like want to make friends and feel excited to get to know people. And we forget that so often. And um I know personally, like all of my clients that have come to me have come to me because they like who I am as a person and they like me and they like my story and people want to get to know who you are. So the more you withhold, you know, the full dimensional self that you are and only write back like kind of very basic comments, like they're not really getting to know who you are as a person.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I think like posting and running is... Like, it's easier. You can, like, oh, I'll just throw a post up on Instagram and then, like, go do something else. <laughs> um, but, like, it's a, with that platform in particular, I think it's essential when you're growing your account, especially to be around, to engage, like, as soon as people comment and stuff because it, you know, boosts you, uh, your visibility and the algorithm and all of that and gives you the opportunity to build those relationships. And the reality is, you guys, you can do so much with, 50 close, like knowing 50 of your followers is going to be way more valuable than having like 10,000 people that you don't know.
0: Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think I just wanted to talk really quickly about the numbers thing because I did an Instagram takeover for a girlfriend of mine yesterday that has about 10 times the followers that I have. So she's like over mm-hmm. the $10,000 mark. And... Um, I was doing stories and she was getting almost the same amount of views on her stories as I get on my stories. And I have 10 times less the amount of, of people that she does. So I think it really is all about the value that you're bringing. Remembering that numbers don't have to mean everything and, you know, anything. It's just really about that like um, content and relationships that you're creating within that social environment.
1: Yes, yes. So yeah, having a having a smaller tighter community can be way more profitable than a large, you know, community of people who like don't really care about what you're doing.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So the whole point of what we're talking about today, writing all these posts, like the purpose is to build the community. It's to give people insight into who you are, what you do, how you can help them, and to create a relationship. So I guess to move the conversation into, okay, they know now like what they need to be writing um, or they have a better idea. What what kind of like direction should they be taking now? Like, do you have any tips in terms of like how often they should be posting or showing up? Like, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of where I'm thinking right now. Where can they take this?
1: Yeah, I would say for Instagram specifically, um, okay, Really for social media in general, the most important thing you can do is figure out what being consistent means for you, like figure out what you can like actually commit to um, and, and focus on that. Um, Another thing about Instagram is like with the algorithm, like your content lasts longer than it used to like it used to be like, you know, you post and then the content is basically gone within like an hour. Um, now like a post can, can still be getting traction for like a couple of days. Um, so like, you don't need to post three times a day. Uh, people used to do that because, you know, your post was so short lived. Now they live a little longer. So, um, you know, if you could post like three to five times a week, that's amazing. If you're like, I ain't going to happen and you can do like two or three times a week. Great. Like I said, figure out what you can actually stick to and do that. Um, you know, posting two really good uh, pieces of content a week is going to be better than trying to post every day and having it be just kind of generic and not really build your brand.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I can completely um, understand that. And then in terms of Instagram stories, do you feel like that's been a tool that's helped you really grow your business? Or do you see some of your clients using Instagram stories kind of to continue that that story that they might be um, sharing on their feed?
1: Yeah, so stories are where it's at, honestly, with Instagram. Um, like, their statistics say that more people are watching stories than are scrolling through their feeds. So I think that, you know, use you, you stories. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And, like, one of the things that I do, and I kind of do, do this both ways, is, like, if I come up with an idea, I might jump on Instagram stories and share it. And then I might write a post about that same very thing that I just talked about. And I do it the other way too. So if I write a post, then I might go on and like share it um, in a story as well, like talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of a good way to repurpose. But yeah, Instagram stories, definitely use them. Um, They can have a huge impact on your business. Awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. I honestly,
0: personally, usually just look at stories now. I very Mm -hmm. rarely actually look at the feed. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. actually forget well, yeah. about posting on my feed a lot, which is a problem <laughs> that I'm trying to remedy. Um, and honestly, since taking um, your course that I took, your copywriting course and social post that sell course, um, I find it a lot more easeful now to write my posts. Um, uh-huh. I don't have to sit there for so long and be like, what the heck am I writing? I really come mm-hmm. up with the headline. I get in the zone. I really like think about strategize. What do I want to share? put my call to action and it's posted. And, um, you know, I, I'm kind of more on the, when I'm feeling inspired, I'll post, Mm -hmm. um, train, but I find that it, it flows out of me way more having more of a formula now to Mm. actually approach this.
1: That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that.
0: I think this will be really helpful for everybody listening, um, in terms of just approaching how to start writing it. I think for me, the biggest shift was, um, be intentional with the post, use it as, I know this might sound a bit crass, but use it as a sales machine. Like it doesn't just have to be something that's living up there stagnant. It can have like a life to it and it can have a purpose, um, and it can create relationships. And for me, just having that mindset shift was super valuable. Um, and I saw that reflect
1: in my business sales as well. That's amazing. I'm so glad. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I, totally agree with everything that you just said. And I think that, um, like, remember that you are running a business and social media is a tool to help you grow that business, which is centered around helping people. And that requires making sales. So approaching your social media habits and everything from that perspective is like, how can I use this to actually grow my business? Um, it's huge. Mm -hmm, Definitely
0: well thank you so much for sharing this has been super helpful I love learning from you you're such an awesome teacher um, and you're so knowledgeable on this subject so how can people uh follow along with you now um maybe you want to share a bit about your program and I know that you have a new roadmap you just created for um your clients and your audience as well
1: yeah for sure so um I I do have that free it's called the social sales roadmap it's free um because i noticed that uh, kind of the missing piece for people was like they're posting on social media but then like they don't know necessarily what to do like when people do comment or um like how do you actually engage with people and get them from just engaging with your content to actually becoming a client so that is a free roadmap that walks you through kind of the steps that um like help you do that in a way that feels really good for you and the people, you know, in your audience, um, so that you can sell without feeling salesy. So that's totally available, um, at christineblueball.com forward slash Stephanie for just for you guys. Um, and then you can also hang out with me on Instagram, um, at christineblueball. I would love to meet you. Um, feel free to reach out to me there. And then like you were talking about, I have a program called social posts that sell, which is basically a, you know, everything that we talked about today times 10. (laughs) So writing really engaging copy and content for um, Instagram and Facebook. So um, that is something that you can actually learn more about if you grab the free roadmap.
0: Oh, awesome. Okay, so there'll be linked to that. And I'll make sure everything is included in the show notes for you guys. So you can just go there, grab all the links, get yourself set up with all of Christine's freebies and join her community. So thank you again so much. I really appreciate it. I know everybody's really thankful to get more Instagram insight because sometimes it can feel like the most confusing thing in the world. So So thank you again so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks for the invite. It was super fun.